gather together against the Lord, uh, against his anointed one, the Christ and Messiah, uh, the kings of kings and the lords of lords. Uh, for in this city there was a gathering together against the holy servant Jesus, uh, whom you anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate, uh, along with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, uh, to do whatever your hand had your purpose and predestined uh, before the creations of this world uh, to occur. Uh, and now, Lord, observe your cease against me, your servant, O God, uh, and grant that your bond servant may be declare your message. Uh, great confidence. Uh, may you extend your hand to me. Uh, right now, in the name of Jesus, your signs, miracles, and wonders should take place in my life. Uh, right now, in the name of Jesus, O oh Lord, uh, Lord, let me hear your voice with a shaking. Uh, right now, feel me, O oh God. Uh, let the Holy Spirit, O oh God, uh, continue to feel me. Uh, allow the word of God uh, to come through my mouth with boldness and courage uh, for your glory. Uh, in the mighty name of Jesus, I place upon me the full armor, and I decree and declare the weapons of my warfare are not corner, but mighty through God. In Jesus' name, I pull down every stronghold, cast down every vain imagination, and every high thing that exalts itself according against the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I decree and declare that in the battle, no weapons, be it emotionally, financially, physically, socially, interpersonal, organizational, psychological, spiritual, form against me shall prosper, and every tongue that rises up against me shall be condemned. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I stay connected to the power source, which is my Lord Jesus Christ, through the power he has given unto me, and the boldness and confidence. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I take control of the atmospheres, the regions and realms, the stratospheres and the fears, the systems and the hemispheres, lined up with the word of God, and the purpose regarding in my life in the name of Jesus. I ask you to contend with those that contend with me. I might know that fight against me. I, my spiritual growth, ministry, business, and finances and health. I, and family, Lord God, I, be my shield and my buckler. Fight this battle for me. I, let terror strike the hearts of my enemy. Cause their hearts to fail when they look for my boldness and confidence in you. I, to fail. I, me to fulfill my God-given mandate. Divine assignment for you, Lord God. I, Father God, let your will be done. Allow the same bonus you gave Apostle Paul and Joshua to be my portion. Because, Lord Jesus, only you can give stability and equip me with the salvation with your right hand. And everybody, I will give you thanks with all my heart. I send praises unto your name. I bow down and I worship you. I give you the glory. I give you the praise. I lift up your name. I thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Oh God, remind me right now in the name of Jesus, oh God. Do not let me, God, be weak. But God, strengthen me right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, God, by your right hand, you will save me. Lord, you will accomplish that which you concern me. Right now, with your love, kindness, unwavering, that it is continue to abide more in my life. Oh, Lord, endures forever in the name of Jesus. So right now, God, as I pray for accountability in Christ Jesus, in day 14, in the name of Jesus, according to your word in Ephesians 1 and 1 through 24, bless and worthy of praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, just as in his love he chose us in Christ, actually selected us for himself as his own before the 
Corona, so that we would be whole, yeah, consecrated, set it apart for him for all purpose, driven anointing, and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined and love, he planned for us to be adopted to him uh, as his own children through Christ Jesus, uh, in accordance with the kind intentions and good pleasures of his will to praise of his glorious grace forever, which is he so freely bestowed on us. Uh, and the beloved, uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, as I walk and operate uh, in the fivefold ministry, uh, he as apostle, a prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, fivefold by grace, uh, I pray. I stay in unity in the ministry and flow corporately in the body of Christ. Oh God, prepare me also for a crisis, change within outside the body of Christ. Globally, in the marketplace, oh God, in Him we have redemption. Right now, the name of Jesus, right now I claim it by fire. I claim my salvation in the name of Jesus. I praise your holy name. Your glory name is always glorious to us. In him and through you, uh, that it is the truth, uh, good news, uh, your salvation. Uh, I will continue to believe in you. Uh, right now, you have snapped me with your seal of a promise. Uh, right now, you have allowed the Holy Spirit to be my portion. Uh, right now, I am only, only protected by you. Uh, the Spirit is the Spirit of God is of inheritance until the redemption of God's own possession uh, to the praise of his glory. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, let us put on our Lord Jesus Christ. Make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Right now, God, Lord, uh, make our character help us walk worthy. Uh, right now, I am not a picture of what the national economy what the national economy is saying that I am. But right now, I am walking as kings and priests, as sons of God. Right now, I am fashioned after the likeness of my God. In heaven, the blood of Jesus regenerates me. I am resting from the power of death and hell. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I've been prepared for my destiny. God, show me how to wait upon you. We give God the praise. We magnify his name. We glorify his name. We welcome you. Soar International Outreach Network. This is Lady Apostle Robin. God bless everybody. We stepped in a moment of prayer. And you're listening to Dalla Prayer. Dalla Prayer. 21 days of prayers and declaration, extraordinary grace. We're praying continually, and these are prophetic, scriptural, verbal, effective prayers. Arthur is Apostle Robin Stokes. You have an opportunity to buy this book. It's online. You can go to our website, Soar International ministries.org and you can order it there or you can order it you'll get it faster order it from our website or if you want to order it through Amazon you can order it through Amazon just type in Dollar Prayer Apostle Robin Stokes Barnes and Noble Apple and other bookstores and also if you're interested in the CD there's a two CD with it 
but it's not located on any of those sites, only through our website. You can get the book and the CD together as a package for 33 or you can get the book for 18 or the CD for 24 But if you can get both of them, amen, for 33 Glory to God. Glory to God. We give God the glory. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. We give you glory.
spirit that, that we may tap into and forgive us. I come against you right now. I come against every suicide spirit. I come against every spirit of revenge. I come against every purity spirit. I come against every hateful spirit, every angry spirit, every grief spirit, every bitterness spirit, every unforgiveness spirit, every animosity spirit, every self-centeredness, every vainglory spirit. I come against right now every spirit that has no love. I come against pride. I come against the spirit of perversion. I come against the spirit of holy grudges. I come against the spirit of torture and envy. I come against the spirit of hostility. I declare that the Lord, for he is good and love kindness towards Israel doers forever. Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by his precious blood, Lord Jesus, I ask you to bind Satan away from the life of our family, and I bind and remove and destroy by the anointing of Christ Jesus' bitterness, witchcraft control, mind, body, spirit. Right now, I come against you in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask that you bind the Holy Spirit to their hearts and guide them to your Son, Jesus Christ, so that they may be set free from bondage. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, let those who are oppressed let those backsliders and unbelievers stand and believe these scriptures according to Romans 10 and 12 and 17. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is written to all that come upon him. For whoever so shall come upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him on whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good tidings. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Esau said, Lord, who have believed our report? So then faith come by here and hear by the word of God. Heavenly Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I bind and break all witchcraft, curse spells, and all powers associated with it. With the blood of the land, I destroy the works of every witch, warlock, wizard, sorcery, and all other power of darkness. Through the blood of Jesus, I break their powers and pull the influence of witchcraft, evil powers, spells, hexes, vectors, voodoo, voodoo, roots, curses, or any other things off of me, my family, everyone that I've been connected to, all future generations in the body of Christ. I decree Christ. I decree and declare Christ has redeemed us from my family from the curse of law, that I may receive the blessings of Abraham in Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's pray for multiplication of grace, day 18. In the name of Jesus, according to Romans 12 and 3, for through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than ought to think, but to think as so to have sound judgment as God has allowed to each measure of faith. Lord, allow your grace to be upon us, your word. Therefore, right now, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, deliver us. Open up our hearts, O oh God, so that we can hear your voice. Break the yokes in our lives, O oh God. Give us liberty in our souls, O oh God, that we will be free and repent. Show us every good work, O oh God. Right now, in the name of Jesus, show every evil deed or every evil work that is trying to hinder us and break it off of our life right now. We thank you and we praise you, God, for delivering us this day in the 
both have a way of approaching one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets of Christ Jesus himself as chief cornerstone and whole structure is jointly together and continues to grow into the holy temple in the Lord. Hallelujah. In him, you are also being built together into the dwelling place of our Lord in spirit. So come on, y'all. We're closing out day 19. Prayer for O Lord, just the earth and with the one. O Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done as it is in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. In addition, forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. But thou is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. O Lord God, you to whom vengeance belongs, O God, you to whom vengeance belongs, shine forth in judgment. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Give to the proud a fitting conversation, O Lord. How long with the wicked? How long with the wicked rejoice in trouble? They pour out words and speaking arrogant things. All who do evil boast proudly. They crush your people, O Lord, in a prison and future heritage. Widows and resident aliens and fatherless or particularly vulnerable members of ancient society since they have often had little or no economic needs. The wicked could easily take advantage of them. God, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord does not see, nor does the God of Jacob notice it. Consider thoughtfully, you senseless among the people. And you, when you will.
We thank the Lord for breathing on us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we give you glory. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. We give you glory. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's just praise the Lord. Let's just give him all the glory. Let's give him all the honor on this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, the Lord is holy. Hallelujah. He is holy. And we just thank the Lord God for his holiness. Amen. Because he is so holy. Hallelujah. So we don't take it for granted for God just being holy in our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. So we just thank God for being holy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord.
price. The day before, we didn't get it right, but we're not worried about yesterday or tomorrow, but let's worry about getting it right today. Hallelujah. So as the man of God is saying, I want to bow down and we're worshiping the living God. Amen. But I want you to know that even as we're bowing down, worshiping the Lord, amen, the Lord said that he is going to rain on you, amen. He's going to rain his blessings on you. He's going to rain healing on you. He's going to rain deliverance on you. He's going to rain holiness on you, righteousness on you. He's going to rain, hallelujah, more anointing, more of his power, more of his authority for you to do the work of the Lord, hallelujah. So he's going, he said, just let it rain, let it rain. I want you just to sit wherever you are, or even if you're on your way here, you may be in your car saying, you know what, I'm headed out to SOAR International Outreach Network, located at 1115 Hicks Boulevard, Suite 5, Fairfield, Ohio, 45014. But as I'm on my way, I am listening and I am letting it rain on me. I'm letting the power of God rain on me. I'm letting the angels lead me. I'm letting the glory take me where I need to be. Hallelujah. So come on, let it rain. Hallelujah. Let it rain. Hallelujah. We're going to say let it rain. Come on and let it rain. Let it rain on your situation. Let it rain in your, in your health. Wherever you need the glory of God to reign, open up your heart. Come on, he's opened up the windows of heaven. He's opening it up. I'm talking about the floodgates, not just regular doors or regular windows. I'm not just talking about just a single um, enter and exit, but I'm talking about a floodgate. Hallelujah of heaven. He's about to let it rain. You got to receive it. You got to come as you are. You know, sometimes we want to come and get ourselves prepared. But see, you got to come as you are. Because he said, I'm letting the rain in your life right now. Don't miss the rain. Don't miss this rain, this rain of glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the floodgates of heaven. Come on, let him let it rain in your life. Come on, let him let it rain in your life right now. Come on, you may not have later on today. You may not have an hour. You may not have a minute. But let him rain in your life right now. Open up your heart to God. Open up your ears and hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you on this morning. Even before we get into the Word of God, let the Spirit of God rain on you so that you will have understanding, that He will give you wisdom, He will give you knowledge, He will illuminate your mind, He will enlighten your eyes as you begin to read and follow along in the Scriptures on this morning. You will have revelation, you will have rhema, the Logos Word will open up, hallelujah, it will bring newness, it will bring, hallelujah, revival into your life, it will bring revival into your marriage, revival into your children's life, hallelujah, revival into your finances, revival into your health, come on, let it rain, let the glory of God rain all over you on this morning, let the glory of God rain in your heart, let the glory of God rain in your spirit, come on, don't leave without the glory of God raining on you, don't for granted because the Lord is saying he wants his glory to rain on us on today. Today is a special day, y'all. I don't know, but the glory of God wants to rain on us. So open up your mind, open up your heart, and let the glory of God rain on you on this morning. Glory to God. Let the glory, let the floodgates of heaven, hallelujah, 
gates of heaven. The floodgates of heaven. The floodgates of heaven. He's raining. He's raining. Oh, he's raining on you. He's raining on you right now. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Hallelujah. Receive it. Hallelujah. Receive it. Hashikabo. Rosakaya. Shekabo. Rosia. Barriandora. Rosikabo. Leriandora. Rosia. Bastia. Shakaria. Masa. Lekariato. Koriandora. Lekaria. Bastiko. Oh, let it rain. Let it rain. Let the glory of God rain into your hearts. Go ahead and receive it right now. I feel such a fire. The fire of the Holy Ghost. The fire of God. Hallelujah. Oh, we feel the glory of God is raining all over us right now. Receive it right now. Consume it fire. Like he said, it feels like fire shut up in my bones. There's the fire of God that shoots up in our bones right now. Oh, healing. Healing delivers my God. All cancer cells have been dried up. Come on. All tumors have been dried up. Come on. Depression, anxiety have left you. Come on. Poverty is nowhere around. Come on. Let it rain. Let it rain. You better go ahead and receive this glory. Go ahead and receive the healing power of God. Jehovah. Yes, we have a Shua. Prosikabaro. Masaya. Prosikaboshaya. Oh, let it rain. Let it rain. Let it rain. I say let it rain. Let it rain right now. Let it rain in your minds. Let it rain in your hearts. Let it rain. Let it rain on your finances in your marriage. Let it rain in the earth. Stopping all the violence. All this senseless murdering. Let it rain, my God. We're raining on retaliation. We're raining on violence. The glory of God is raining in our, in our neighborhoods. The glory of God is raining on our young people, our old people. The glory of God is raining. In every situation that's heated, every situation that calls tension, every situation that calls anger to rise and calls someone to want to murder somebody and take somebody's life. God, let the glory of God reign in their hearts right now. Deliver them, set them free. Put down the guns, my God. Put them down, put them down. Let the glory of God reign in your heart. Come on, come on now. Whatever you want to go ahead and praise God for, go ahead and praise Him. 
news. Uh, that could have been us in the grave. Uh, that could have been us. Uh, that they're talking about saying we're no longer here. Uh, but only by the grace of God that we're here. We're here to tell our story. We're here to make a difference. We're here to make a change. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. You better go ahead and give God a praise. Uh, this may be the last time that you praise God. This may be the last time that you ever give God a praise. So you better go ahead and give him a praise.
Hallelujah. But before we walk into our victory, I dare you to go ahead and put a praise on it. I say, I dare you to go ahead and put a praise on it. See, I don't know about you, but see, you got to know how to put a praise on it. You got to know how to put a praise in, on your dark places. You got to know how to put a praise in your weak areas because God begins to what strengthen you. God begins to allow his light to come over you. Amen. So go ahead and give God praise. Come on and give him glory. Come on in. Come on now. Come on now. Put a praise on Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just, come on. She said, hallelujah. Come on. We're going to put a praise on We're going to put a praise on it. Glory to God. Hey, we're going to put a praise on it. See, you got to know how to put a praise on it. You can't wait for me to put a praise on it for you. But you got to put a praise on it yourself. Come on now. See, there's a miracle. Not only in this place. So that's why you got to get here. You got to get here to soar in the natural outreach. But wherever you are, that miracle is there. Because some of you may be out of the country. Some of you may be out of state. So all you got to do is wherever you are, just go ahead and put a praise on it. Because you got your name on it. So you better go ahead and put a praise on it. See, when, 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 when your name is on it, you got to put your own praise on it. See, my name is not on it. My name is on my name. So I'm going to put a praise on my name. Hallelujah. So come on. Let's go ahead and put a praise on it. Let's go ahead and put a praise on it. Come on, let's go. Come on. Woo! Come on, let's put a praise on it. Hallelujah. Glory. Hey, come on. Hey. Glory. In this room. Hallelujah. Come on, it's a miracle in this room. Hallelujah. She said, what you gonna do? I'm gonna put a
Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on now. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Come on. Woo! Come on.
when you read in 2 Kings chapter 16. So God's people went after Egypt and Israel, yet they were not satisfied. They were on a crash course with disaster and they were too filled with pride to see that it was Jehovah that could help them out of their trouble. When we're filled with so much pride and we're filled with so much um, just being rebellious against God, we look at everything and everybody else who help us. But when we come and we truly repent and we really accept God where we are, I'm telling you, that's when God can really move us. Amen. That's when God can really help us. Okay. So at the end of the day, they were not doing the will of God. They were filled with pride. They were filled with so much pride that they couldn't even see God. He was there to help them. You know, sometimes we miss God. Sometimes God is right there to help us. Amen. We, you know, I'm honored. I got two apostles in my midst. Amen. So, hey, hallelujah. But anyway, I'm just saying, you know, we, we miss God. God is right there talking to us. And we look everywhere else. We, we go and we try to find a prophet. We go and we try to call so-and-so. And God is speaking right to us directly. And then God sends those individuals to us. They be right in our face. And because they don't look like what we expect, we just let it, the word just go over us. And that be the right word. That be the right now word. So this is what he's talking about. Verse 29 to 34 says, They has moreover multiplied the whoredom into the land of traffic until Chidea, and yet thou was not satisfied herewith. How weak is thou heart, said the Lord Jehovah, seeing thou this, these things, the work of the indipal harlot, and that builds thou vault at the head of every way, and makes thou lofty place in every street, and hast not been a harlot, and thou scarlet hire, a wife that commit adultery that take strangers instead of her husband. They give gifts to all harlots, but they give us the gift to all their lovers and bribe them, that they may come into thee on every side for whoredom. And thou art different from other women in thy whoredom, and that none follow thee to play the harlot. And whereas their give is higher, and none higher is given unto thee, therefore they are different. Spiritual adultery. We just talked about that on Thursday. How how deadly that can be. Hallelujah. Committing spiritual adultery. Amen. Because we're coming against God. Amen. And we don't want to come against God because we don't want the judgment of God against us. But a lot of us don't even know we are operating in spiritual adultery. Amen. Because the spiritual adultery of Judah not only reached to Egypt and Israel, but it went out to Babylon as well. So not being satisfied with these great nations, the people of God built throughout the streets and made tents and temples to them to practice their idolatry. You know, God can send some people right in our midst and we can overlook them. When God has said that I've already built or already given you what you need. But because we see, I always say, the Joneses, we see what the Joneses have. We want what they have. But we don't know the hell that the Joneses had to go through to get what they got. And you don't even know how the Joneses want to say, Lord, if you could really take this off my hand. 
So you have to be very careful in warning something somebody else has because you may can't handle that. You need to be grateful for the things that God has given unto you. You must use the things that God has built for you. They were building other temples and, and other things in the streets, and they were practicing their idolatry. They were worshiping their other gods. They were committing idolatry. They, instead of them looking up to God, they were looking up to strangers. They were looking up to whoredoms. They were looking up to harlots. Amen. We always look at um, an individual just being just maybe a whore or, or, or practicing a whoredom. No, it's not just saying an individual, but we are, we could be whoredoms and whores, um, worshiping and wanting other things besides God. When we want money, come on now, our harlot is the money. So we're wanting something that's not God. God's gonna give us the money. God's gonna give us what we need. We don't have to run after those things and want those things because we'll do a whole lot for the money. You know, excuse me, whoredom, whores, they do some things for what? Money. We call people that because we look at their sexual acts. But it's not just a sexual act that make you a whoredom, make you whore. You running after certain things that's not of God can make you that whore or worship in the spirit of whoredom. So understand the difference. Amen. Now, Jehovah clearly states that Judah is a wife that commits adultery. That takes strangers instead of her husband. So though Judah was um, a whore, they different than all other whores. Whores do they do to receive money. But Judah did what they did and gave others gifts instead of giving the gift to who? God. Meaning giving God the glory. We give the glory to everybody else. We don't give God the glory. You know, when a man or woman of God pray and everything going okay, we be, we come straight to them. Ooh, thank you. Thank you for healing me. Thank you. When you said this, I had a baby. When you said this, I got my husband. We didn't do it. God did it. He just spoke through us. That's why we have to quickly give God the glory. Because people can innocently begin to lift us up. And when people begin to lift us up, that's where pride comes. Pride is so sneaky. You can walk in humility and really be humble to the things of God, but people can come and lift you up, and here come pride. So you have to be very, very careful in making sure that you don't give your gifts to others, but making sure that you give God the glory for every gift. Making sure that you don't fall in the same um, category that, that Judah fell in, because Judah they were punished for their whoredom. Amen? So Ezekiel had completed Jehovah's commands to expose them. See, Ezekiel was a true prophet, a man of God. We as prophets, we don't want to expose people. When, and it's not about us going to expose people to try to destroy their integrity and character. It's a difference. But when the Lord God has told us, to go and to tell them to stop doing what they're doing, we must do that. See, the thing is, when we come into true repentance unto God, God won't expose us. But when we don't repent, that's when God will expose us. You can live in your sin for years and years. And if you're not careful, if you don't continue to repent, and ask God for forgiveness, 
he can expose you. And he will send those sometimes to speak it to you. Now, how we present it is very vital. God will have us sometimes say it in secret. Sometimes God may have us say it abroad because he is very sick and tired of your rebellions. I'm just saying. God will expose us to whatever expense he, he needs to to get us back with him, to get us right with him. So Ezekiel was exposed, had to expose their horror. Amen. Because the judgment of God was against them. And the judgment of God are now revealed to a cheating wife. They were, they were considered a cheating wife. Judah was considered a cheating wife. Because we're the bride. When Jesus comes, who is he coming for? He's not coming for the groom. He's the groom. We're the bride. So they were cheating wives. They were a cheating wife unto God. They were looking to other gods. They were looking to other armies. They were looking to other things besides God. So they were a cheating wife unto God. Judah had poured out their filthiness. They laid in a bed of adultery with Egypt, with these nations that they was not supposed to be entangled with. Ashria, Babylon, and any and every other one was outside of the will of God. When they were worshiping other idols and other gods, we don't supposed to align ourselves up with those that is worshiping other gods. I know we're trying to reach everybody and we want everybody to come to Christ. But some people, you only can reach them so far. You have to let God be God. You give them the truth and then you let God be God. Some people just don't get it. Some people just don't want it. So you offer it. If they accept it, then you handle it. If they don't accept it, then give it back to God and let God be God. Jehovah would now take those that Judah committed adultery with and bring them against her. So the same ones that you're committing adultery with will come against you. The same things that you're committing adultery with will come against you. We're committing adultery with our jobs. We're putting our jobs before God. We're, we're, we'll go to work at any time. But when it comes to serving God, we're late. When we come to serving God, oh, we can't do that this week. When we come to serving God, oh, we got to pay this first. We, 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 10% don't come first. First our bills. Then 10% was left. No. Supposed to come before anything. Come on now. We are cheating on God. Come on now. They are, they were committing adultery. Amen. They were, come on. Those things will bring us against God. Those things will take us, you know, our jobs. Come on, they'll come against us because they will fire you. They will say, we don't no longer need you. Look at all the robots that they're making, taking away many jobs, jobs that you have invested in for 30 years. And now with the economy, your retirement is nothing. Your stocks is nothing. All the money you put into the mutual fund stocks and all that, it's nothing. Real estate market is a great market when you invest. Yes, real estate investment is one of the greatest things you can invest in when you get money. 
So if you ever get money, no, real estate investment is one of the top things you should do. But at the end of the day, right now, we're in a bubble. Real estate ain't moving. So there's an up and down. Come on now. But at the end of the day, these things will come against us. But we put all of our effort into those things. We put all our time into those things. We put all of our money into those things. We even put our heart into all those things. We don't put our heart into the things of God. We don't do things with our heart for God. You know, when God tells us to go and do great things for his house, we'll say, well, we can get this on sale. Okay, it's nice. But why not get the top thing? You're going to go buy that for your house. You're going to go buy the most expensive thing for your house. So when people come in and say, oh, that's nice. But would you do that for the house of God? Would you buy the most expensive thing for the house of God? Or would you say, now we got to have a fundraiser or chicken dinner. So everybody can chip in. But don't you know when you're that blessing, apostle, God's going to bless not only you, but your whole family. We don't have to split it. Let me do my part, Apostle Joe. And then guess what? If everybody else do their part, they do their part. But let me do my part. That's what God sees. Our part. Because our part can be the best part. Because out of our part, God going to bless that. Even though it may not come back so quickly monetarily, but it may come through in a prayer that you pray for for your family. Healing that you pray for for yourself. Just the right mind or peace for yourself. So we need to put that effort into the things of God. You know, now it's so hard when you go out and you say, okay, are you going to donate food to help feed these people that is underserved? And now they don't even give out food anymore. They say, oh, well, you got to pay a certain amount of money, we'll give you this. But at the end of the night, the food is going back there in the garbage. Don't you know most restaurants throw away their food? Because the health department, you only can keep food refrigerated or out or in for so much time. You cannot reserve that same food to the public if it's not a certain room temperature or a certain type of food. You have to what? Throw it away. Now, is everybody following that? Probably no. And that's why some people get food poisoned and get sick. But when the health department is right there on you, they will not let you open up until is they see. And they're looking for those containers that's filled with food that's been left over. They know leftovers. You can't say that was just cooked. There's a certain room temperature everything has that lets you know if it's just cooked or previous. Same thing with God. We pre-cook. We don't pre-cook God. We just give God leftovers. You know, when you pre-cook, you cook it ahead, right? We give him the leftovers. We don't say, okay, we're going to, you know, it's funny because, and I know it may sound, but I always get my clothes ready like a couple days before church. (laughs) And you can just get them ready the day of church. But I like to have all my stuff out so that, when I'm getting up in the morning, it's not about time. Because, you know, okay, some people may say, well, I can sleep a little extra. No, I just like to be prepared because I'm looking at him as 
the kings of kings. So why not prepare myself before my king? So when I looked at it, I'm like, no, I'm just preparing before my king, that's all. It's not like I'm trying to sleep at because no matter what, I still get up early. I can't even sleep later when I'm already pre-prepared. So I have pre-cooked for Jesus prior to Sunday coming. So Friday, I know when I'm wearing. Saturday is already out. Do we pre-cook the things of God before we just sit before him? Amen. I like this Holy Spirit. So the shame of their nakedness was to be exposed. Verse 38. And I will judge thee as a woman that break wedlock and shed blood or judge. And I will bring upon thee blood of wrath and jealousy. Now you would think like, wait a minute. Now and when you preach this to people that may just be getting to get to know Christ and just coming into the church, they'll be thinking like, well, we thought that Jesus is, 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 is loving. Like, I thought they said when you come and get saved, like everything is cookies and creams. You didn't tell me that he will bring upon their blood and wrath and jealousy. I thought he was a gracious God. Oh, he is. But when we rebel and we're disobedient and he keep giving us chance after chance and we keep on putting our hands on that hot stove knowing that it's hot, apostle, his wrath and jealousy shall be upon us. Because some of us, we know better. We know not to do that. But sometimes we can't help it. But that's where we have to take and let our weaknesses and give them to God so that he can help strengthen us in those weaknesses. But we want everybody to know that we're so strong that we forget about our weaknesses and it's those weaknesses that keep us from God. When we need to give our weaknesses to God because we can't do this on our own. If you're sleeping around, you can't do it on your own. Stop it. You need God. If you lie and steal it, you cannot stop it on your own. You need God. Come on. If you're committing adultery, you cannot do it on your own. You need God. If you're gossiping, sowing discord, being disobedient, rebelling against God, you cannot do it on your own. You need God. Well, how do we do it? Just ask him. Just say, Lord, could you come into my heart and help me? Help me to not sin against you. We're all sinners. We're all sinners. But when we come and we repent, faithfully and truly unto God, he hears us and he forgives us. Our thoughts sometimes is full of sin. So you can't say, oh, because I go to church every Sunday and I'm this and I'm that. I've never done this, never done that. No. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. And if anybody is telling you that they don't, you better run, 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 run. Because we all have sinned. Meaning that we could have felt something ungodly. We could have said something ungodly. It's not just lying, stealing, committing adultery, fornication. So all the things that we know. But it's being disobedient. Not doing what God, God told you to go and bless the church. And you say, well, I don't go to that church. I'm in the street. 
I mean, I'm just saying. But you don't even know your sowing may change your life. And God will deliver you and take you away from all that stuff you do. He will set you free. You won't no longer be a drug dealer. You won't no longer smoke weed. You won't no longer dress the way you dress. I'm just saying. But you're saying, well, I can't go up in there with my pants, you know, sagging and my Tims. And God said, come as you are. Because I will qualify you. I will change you. And we as the people of God cannot look at them and judge them how they come. Because they're going to come all types of ways. Some going to come smelling like 1801. Is that the name of it? Whatever it is. 1801, 1802. Now they got liquor I ain't never heard of. Amen. You would think that's a century. 1801. We wouldn't even thought of. Hallelujah. Back in our day, it was Hennessy 105. I mean, 105. Sorry. That's my pill. 1501. See, you know, thank you, Lord, delivered me from. But I'm just saying, Top Hat. They had beer called Top Hat. You remember the top, they had Coke 45, they had O.E., O.E., I have you O.E., Rose, Pint Rose, you get your Pint of Rose, you done. I'm just saying, come on now, we got so churchy, we forgot where God brought us from. But there are some people that still coming out of those trenches. And when they come in, we have to receive them, and God will change them. God, just like he delivered us. Some of us is still in the closet. For real, for real. We wash up really good. We mouthwash really well. But God has not exposed your sin. So that's what I'm talking about. He will expose your sin. So how dare you be judgmental to somebody else? When you're doing the same thing. We so quick to judge people. We're so quick to say, oh, they're like this. Oh, they're like that. No, let me tell you my story. Let me tell you where I come from. It wasn't in a good place. The place wasn't good. But only by the grace of God. It was God. It was God that brought me out of that place. Amen. It was God that brought me out of that place. And it's only by his grace. It's only by his grace that brought me out of that place. And it wasn't if it wasn't for the grace of God, my God, my God, where will I be? And even when he brought me out of that place, I was preaching, teaching, laying hands, and I was still sneaking, smoking. Jesus! Hey! They didn't smell it. They didn't know it. But after a while, I said, you know what? I can't keep playing with God. My doctor report came back good. No cancer, no tumor. Come on now. I can't keep playing with God. When you're smoking, you can get cancer. When you're smoking, come on now. You can lose your vocals. Come on. I said, Lord, I need your help. I want to see how real you are. Because that was a true addiction. See, smoking, you can't do on your own. I don't care who. You can't. It's such an addiction. Like heroin. Such an addiction. A demon. You need God. You need God. There was a penalty for their adultery. 
Adultery, like I said, ain't just sleeping around when you're married. But adultery is going after other gods and going after other things and desires that's not of God. You're committing spiritual adultery. You're going after other churches, buildings, when God didn't send you there. You're going there because the crowd is there. You're going there because the prophet is there. You're going because they have, what, chatted you there. Don't you know you can get chatted to come somewhere? Bewitched. But we break it right now in the name of Jesus. Wherever you don't supposed to be, let the Lord God take you up out of that place and bring you where you need to be. Because you're committing spiritual adultery. Because you're in a place that God did not send you. Some of us is even on a job that God did not send us on, but we went because of the money. But you don't have the greatest benefit, which is a peace of mind. Because you're stressed. You're getting the money, but you're stressed. And then when you get the money, guess what? The money leaves your hand because this comes up, that comes up, this bill come up, that come up, your car, this, that. You ain't even got the money. And you're stressed. And you just not don't got peace. Spiritual adultery. You're walking in a gift that God ain't called you in. Spiritual adultery. Because you are putting somebody else's spiritual state in line. Because when we're walking in these gifts, we have to make sure that we are making sure that we understand that we are supposed to protect someone else's spiritual state. It's the spiritual state that God uses us to help somebody, to get them right, to keep them having a sound mind. Their spiritual state is very vital. We worry about every other state but the spiritual state. And then they get bound, depressed, anxiety. They want to give up, leave God. When God has called us to look after their spiritual state. Is it easy? No. Spiritual counseling is not easy. You need patience. You need compassion. You need love because when people are bound, they're hard-headed. They want what they want. They don't see the, the end of the tunnel. They see where they are. Because they have blinders on. They're blinded. But we said, no, you got to come on, push. we like, no, we see you. Patience, compassion, love. And Ezekiel had that. He was patient. All these things God was showing him about Judah and Jerusalem. You don't think he was patient? And then he had to tell them, y'all, the penalty for adultery is death by stoning. Amen. And the penalty for those who killed their children on the altar to Moloch, they were killing their children to other gods. Moloch was a god. They was offering them. Don't you know, some of us was offered as a child. We don't even know that. That's why we used to say to pray continually. We got to go back 400 more generations. We don't know what our forefathers, forefathers offered up when they were sick. You know, when people were sick, they don't realize what they say because they want life. So they speak things that's not even in existence. When you know what I know, my 
daughter and my son gonna have children, children, children. So let the fifth born, the eighth born, let me let me sacrifice the eighth born to you. You don't even know that eighth born. You that eighth born. You born into iniquity. You born into, and you don't even know you born into a curse. And you're like, why does this keep going on in my life? Why is all this happening to me? Because the sacrifice. This they were sacrificing their children to Moloch, and some was dying right there on the spot. They didn't get a chance to live. So, the idea of God's wrath is because of their guilt. Amen. See, Jehovah in his anger of jealousy over an unfaithful wife who would not turn back, she'll give his adulterous wife over to her lovers. You want to love money? Okay. But your money ain't going to heal you. Your money ain't going to save you. You want to love your job? Your job ain't going to give you peace. Your job ain't going to give you joy. And when you wake up in the midnight hour, you can't call your boss. It's after hours. So if you want all of that, your houses can't speak. Your cars can't speak. Even those people that you think got you, after you give them your money, they ain't praying for you. They're going to speak a big word in front of everybody. But you think that they're going to lay on the altar for you? Now, some will. Some will. But I'm talking about those false prophets and prophetess. They won't. That's why you got to know them by the spirit. See, they can prophesy all day. But are they in the word of God? Do they have a true prayer life? Do you see them running after God like never before? That's your true prophet. A prophet is just not somebody who just prophesied. They got to be deep in the word. Even though they prophesied, but they're giving you the word. The word is their beginning and end. They in prayer. They always seek in the face of God. That's your prophet. That's your true prophetess. That's your prophet. Not those just telling you your address and telling you this, telling you that. Okay, it may come to pass, but at the end of the day, it ain't happened. And then we're so quick to say, oh, they're a false prophet. Some are, but then some are not. You got to still work it. So you got to work your prophecy. You got to get in the word and believe God for yourself, even though they reveal it. You got to go now to do the encountering to get it bringing through. When we get a prophecy, we think it's just supposed to happen. No, it takes your obedience. It takes your sacrifice. It takes your perseverance. It takes you pushing through to break it through to receive it. Amen. So he said, I'm going to hand you over to your lovers. Rather than treating her nice, Jehovah lovers abused her. The same ones you run after, the same ones you lift up, they ain't nowhere to be with you when you're in time of need. They they even see you calling. They see your number, they send you to what? Voicemail. They see you text, they look at the text, they don't text you right back. They text you later on, probably the next day like, oh, how are you? They don't care about you. Because when somebody texts you, you get it right there. 
Yes or no? Don't you get it? Unless something wrong with your phone, but you're answering every other text. Amen? So I'm saying, you know those who's for you. You know those who's not. But you still lift them up. You're still all in their face when they don't even care. They're going to trick. They're going to come against you. They ain't going to be there for you. They're only there for you when they need something. They're only there for you because there's something in need. I like what T.D. Jake said. He talked about three types of friends. He said there's a comrade, constituent, and a confidant. He said a comrade and constituent, we're going to give you a definition for both of them because I I can't remember the difference for either one, but they're both pretty much the same. So the constituent and the the, um, comrade, they are with you when the cause is the same of them. Meaning, they're for the same cause. So they will fight with you because the cause is the same cause that they're fighting for. But when they reach their goal, they will leave you. And if they see something or somebody else that can help them get to their next place, they will go with them. But he said, it's like a scaffer. You know, that's at a building when you use it to build. He say, don't be mad when they remove it. Just thank God God revealed it. He said, but if you get a confidant, you one confidant, you are a lucky somebody. Because confidants are rare. Confidants will be with you in the good, the bad, and the ugly. They will get in your face when you write. And they will get in your face and tell you when you're wrong. They will be there in the good times and they will be there in the bad times. They will keep you accountable and they will lift you up. But if you ever do something wrong, they will confront you and lead you back to righteousness. That's what you need, a confidant. But they had their lovers that was not for them. Amen. So at the end of the day, we see God is a jealous God. He's a jealous God. So Judah's sin, sick mind, consider a like thing to be even more corrupt than the wicked nation's name. Amen? They were so far from themselves that here was a people who had so far removed themselves from God that they were in their own sin. Have you ever been such in your own way that you just move God out of everything? When now you're trying to do everything in your own strength and your own power and your own authority. But at the end of the day, it would not help you. Last verse here, 53, 63. And I will turn again their captivity. The captivity of Sodom and her daughters. And the captivity of Samaria and her daughters. And the captivities of the captives in the midst of them. That they may bear their own shame and may be ashamed because of all they have done. And that ought to comfort them. And their sister Sodom, her daughters, shall return to their former estate. And Samaria and her daughters shall return to their former estate. And they, daughters, shall return to their former estate. For their sister Sodom was not mentioned by the mouth in the day of their pride. Before the wickedness was uncovered as at the time of the reproach of the daughters of Sodom and all that are round about her. So the daughters of the Philistines that do despite unto thee round about, they has borne their loudness and their abomination. So Judah considered themselves so much better morally than like Sodom in the day of their pride. 
You know, some people can think that they're so righteous because they've been in church longer than you. They have known God longer than you. They're walking in the things, God, that they think even more than you. But those are the same ones, amen, that put a branch to their nose when they're doing all their wicked things behind closed doors. So you have to be very careful for those that always walk just thinking that they're better than everybody, especially so self-righteous, amen? How can we ever look down on people where they are? We all have a different walk in ministry, a different walk in life. People are not going to be where I am, Apostle. People are not going to be where you are or where you are. We got to meet people where they are. Your faith may be a little bit more than my faith or his faith may be more than your faith. But we got to accept people's faith where they are. So we can't expect their faith to be as great as our faith because they haven't been through the hell we've been through. Amen? They haven't been through the walk we've been through. Because some of us have been called to lead God's people. Anytime you're called to be a deliverer of God's people, not saying that that you're delivering God's people, that you're God. God is God, but he's using you as his deliverer, meaning that you speak in life into them. You're giving them hope. You're giving them the word. You're praying. You're interceding for them. When you are a deliverer of God's people, don't you know how harsh things going to come against you? So guess what? Your faith going to be a little bit more than somebody else's faith that's probably walking in the door. Why? Because you've been through a lot of things. You have overcame a lot of things. So you can't expect them to wrong with you and expect them to believe like you because they have never experienced the things that you have experienced so we have to accept people where they are in their faith and pray and ask God to what increase their faith but let everybody have their own portion because God has given us our own portion of faith given us our own portion portion of mercy and every other thing for us to walk into. So we cannot consider ourselves better than anybody, amen, because the Lord is simply illustrating to us, even back to the people, amen, that because of their their sinful ways and because of our sinful ways, if we don't repent, the judgment and wrath of God can be against us, just like it was against them, amen. So the Lord chose to think and to come to us to say, that if we repent unto him, he will forgive us, amen? Because remember, in the younger years, Israel was everything to God. Come on now, his chosen people. He loved them, amen? And he will continue to love us, continue to help us, and continue to establish his everlasting covenant, covenant with us for those that will repent. Remember, there is a small remnant of us that God is looking down on and saying, good and faithful servant ain't everybody going to heaven amen i don't care how long they say they walk with god amen so that's why we got to look at the speck in our own eyes and make sure that we're gonna get in we can't worry about if they gonna get in or not amen so we got to understand that the promises of god are ours even given to us by our forefathers amen we are blessed we're the seed amen of abraham so we have to allow that seed to manifest. But in order for that seed to manifest, we have to walk in obedience. We have to walk according to the will of God and get up out of our own ways. Amen. Because God wants to restore his favor back to his people. God wants to restore his love back to the people that will receive it. See, God's love is always there. But we have we have erased the love of God out of our hearts because we want other things and other people to love us. When God supposed to be our what? First love. He supposed to be our first love. God's supposed to be our first love. 
Amen. And because he is our first love, we need to take everything out and everybody else out the first place and put God in the first place because he is our first love. And when we accept that, then we can allow the things of God to manifest in our life. Amen. Hallelujah. So we have finished, amen, chapter 16. And I know for sure that that was a right now ready word for us. Hallelujah. For our Bible study. Amen. We went into a little bit of praise on this morning in worship. Amen. So we kind of started a little late in our study. But um, I just want to uh, just give you a word of encouragement. If I can just take a couple minutes. Amen. Just to encourage you. Hallelujah. In the word of God. Hallelujah. Because the Lord God wants us to be encouraged. So I want us to go to Philippians chapter 3. Amen. Verses 1. It says, Finally, my brother, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same things to you is not tenuous, but for you it is safe. Amen. So let me read Amplified Version. It says, For the rest, my brother, delight yourselves in the Lord and continue to rejoice that you are in him to keep writing to you, meaning over and over of the same thing is not hallelujah irksome to me and it is amen for your safety amen so in other words what is we saying here he's saying to rejoice when somebody is saying rejoice that means to what be encouraged rejoice something encouraging something that is good means that hey um smile come on get up out of your your sadness get up out of darkness come on get up out of that place of feeling down on yourself Get out of self-pity. Get out of, come on, self-rejection. Rejoice. You know, when you hear rejoice, that's supposed to what? Uplift you. Rejoice is supposed to make you spring forth. Rejoice is supposed to make you come forth. Rejoice is supposed to bring light. Rejoice is supposed to bring power. Rejoice is supposed to bring something that is so like, like a convulsion. Amen? He says, finally, my brother, rejoice. Why he say finally? Amen? Because finally after the storm. Finally, after the flood, finally, after everything that most of us have been through, if we can really tell the story, amen, we was not even supposed to make it to even rejoice. Come on now. That storm was supposed to took us out. That storm was supposed to made us lose our mind, made us lose our sanity. But because we made it over the storm, we made it over, hallelujah, the mountain. We made it over, hallelujah, the hurdle. We made it over every obstacle. Now we got to rejoice. We're not rejoicing and we have made it over. We're still moping and poping. We're still walking with our head down. We're still saying, well, I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting to hear from God. No, rejoice because we have finally made it over to the other side. We've finally made it out of darkness. We've finally made it out of that storm that almost, matter of fact, did take our mind, did um, um, attack our body. It did take away our finances. It did bring, hallelujah, um, bridges between our loved ones and our children. Come on. It did. But now that I have come over it, I am going to rejoice in the Lord. See, I'm not going to rejoice in you. I'm not going to rejoice in them. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. Why? Because it was the Lord God that was with me, apostle. They was not with me when I was going through the storm. They was not with me when I didn't know what to do. They was not with me when I lost it all. They was not with me when I lost my mind. They was not with me when I just felt like giving up and I felt like taking my own life. They was not with me. So I'm going to rejoice in the Lord because the Lord heard my cry. The Lord was there in the midnight hour. The Lord never let my hand go. 
hands. But the Lord God did not leave me. The Lord God did not let go of my hand. But he led me for me to rejoice. So I'm writing the same thing and I'm saying the same thing to you, body of Christ, on today. To rejoice. Paul said, I am writing the same thing to you. Hallelujah. To rejoice. Because it's safe to rejoice. Because when you rejoice, peace come. When you rejoice, God loves come. When you rejoice, light come. When you rejoice, you got more power. You got more authority to walk into your purpose and walk into your destiny. But now that you are rejoicing in the Lord, and I mean all for Christ, beware. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the mutilation. It says, look out for those dogs. Look out for legalistics. Look out for religion. Look out for tradition. Look out for those naysayers. Come on. Look out for those, hallelujah, those dream killers. Those people that say, wait a minute. Don't do it now, apostle. Huh? God ain't said to do it. No, do it. We're not promised tomorrow. You got to do it today. See, people will tell you to wait. After you don't told them your dream. Because what they try to do is try to take your dream. But one thing I love about it is when God gives you a dream, the same dream he gave Joseph, even though he was thrown in the pit, even though he was thrown in slavery, the dream still came to pass. See, they may have a knowing of the dream, but all they got is the skeleton. You will always have the meat. And the skeleton cannot do nothing without the meat of it. Hallelujah. Because it was the signal that came on the bone. Before God blew breath into the bones and the bones began to what arise. And they began to have life and they began to march like an army in the book of Ezekiel. So no, beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. For we all are a circumcision who worship God in the spirit. Rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. You can't have confidence in your own wisdom. In your own knowledge, in your own understanding. You can't have confidence in your own doing. You can't have confidence in the things that you think is good. You need to have confidence in God. Because the flesh is nasty. The flesh is wicked. The flesh is not the spirit. You need to always be in the spirit. Though I always might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so. But circumcised the eighth day. Paul said, now let me tell you something. I don't care how educated I was. I don't care how smart I was. I don't care how I was the best of the best. But let me tell you a little bit about my past. Let me tell you a little bit about me. Let me tell you, he said, I was circumcised in the eighth day. Meaning, I got a new beginning. The stock of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin. Come on now. Israel has a new name. A Hebrew of the Hebrews concerning the law of Pharisee. I used to be a backslider. I used to be the ones that used to go out and try to hunt down Christians and kill them. Concerning zeal, prosecuting the church, concerning righteousness, which is in the law of blameless. But things were gained to me, things that I have counted lost for Christ. See, I've lost all those things. I don't care about being the best of the best. I don't care about being with the Pharisees or Sadducees. I don't care about my name being called. I don't care about all that zeal. I don't care about being a Hebrew or Hebrew. I don't care about being coming from a stock. All I do care about is that now everything that I'm gaining is only because of Christ. It says, yet indeed I also count all things for lost excellency of knowledge of the Christ. Jesus, my 
Lord for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and counted it damn ravish that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having my own righteousness which is from the law but that which is through faith in Christ the righteousness is in God by faith that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death if by means I may attain to the resurrection of death so in all of this Paul is saying that I am only who I am is because of Christ Anything else I counted as rubbish. Anything else I counted as trash. I counted as, come on, dunk. It's nothing. Only thing that I want to go after is the thing of Christ. Only thing I want to go after is the spirit of God. So I come to you on today and to encourage you and to remind you to rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord and be found in him, not in your own righteousness. But in the righteousness through the faith in Christ Jesus, which it comes from God by faith. And that the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, that you may be conformed unto his death, walking in his glory, and that you may attain him. And as you press towards the mark, as you press towards the mark, as you hold fast to the things of Jesus Christ. I pray that every word that I proceeded out of my mouth on this morning, it shall be yours, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. In Jesus' name, amen and glory to God. And that concludes our Sunday service. May God bless you. For somebody out there that knows Christ but have not accepted him as their Lord and Savior or don't know Christ, or even somebody out there that know Christ and they have backslidden and fallen away, just go ahead and confess with your mouth. 